Hello, welcome to the Early Value NFL Betting Podcast. We're on to week 16, Christmas week, and I couldn't have asked for a better guest. It's Drew Dinsit from the excellent Deep Dive. Drew, how are you? I'm well, man. Appreciate you having me as always. This is always fun to connect with my friends over the over the, the other side yeah. of the pond. And uh, this is a great week to touch base because the playoff picture is unbelievably in flux right now. Definitely never would have believed that uh, this, these many spots are kind of up for grabs, particularly in the wild cards for both divisions. It seemed like we knew exactly where we were headed about halfway through the season. And now, uh, you know, a bunch of teams, Lions, Packers have a shot, uh, you know, and those, you know, Lions in particular are playing really, really well right now. And then uh, surely in the AFC Chargers getting healthy, they're a stinker potentially in the wild card round. I don't think anyone wants to face the Chargers right now. So, yeah, it's been uh, interesting uh, uh, kind of the overall fabric of the season uh, and getting to this point. But, uh, yeah, these next these this week in particular, a lot of high leverage games. Uh, and then uh, next week is sort of the uh, the crowning jewel. We get to see Bills uh, Bills Bengals in prime time in the standalone Monday nighter. That's going to be amazing. Uh, and then yeah, just a couple other sort of high leverage clinchers. Uh, so yeah, everything is well. Loving this season. This has been uh, the product itself hasn't been super, but just the betting outcomes have been very very solid for me. So I'm I'm in great spirits. Yeah, great. And I know obviously as an avid listener to your podcast. Um, I don't know how well you've done this season. It's always it's always the good fun on the Monday morning in work listening to your <laughs> podcast because it's so late. I never know which Drew we might get, whether it's going to be angry <laughs> Drew or happy Drew. So it's been a lot more happy Drew this uh, this season so far. So we've been going well. So that's always good. We always like a happy Drew. <laughs> but uh, sometimes triggered is a uh, is is good entertainment in work as well. Uh, just uh, I know it's financially so. Uh, wouldn't ever ever feel uh feel the pain of someone losing money i don't want that so uh but it yeah uh, but it, yeah you 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 bring up a great point though like if you can't be genuine about the ups and downs yeah then are you know you're 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 not you don't really have skin in the game yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. really have uh you know so you know if, if it's just monotone yeah okay one one two lost six this week all right whatever we move on uh oh one six lost two okay that's good you know if it's if, yeah. if you don't if the uh if the if you're not getting the emotional part of it then i don't really know why you're doing it <laughs> yeah a hundred percent and I'll, I'll touch on it with the jets game with you later about uh as you say the emotional side of that but just uh yeah as you were just saying then we're really at the business end of the season with the playoffs uh well with teams fighting for playoff positions division wins teams may be looking towards the draft how do we or how do yourself maybe decipher that coming into these last couple of weeks to to where the value may be where teams are, are maybe are looking to next year how do we how do we work that out that's a good question and i think that a lot of people fall into the trap of assuming that motivations are going to be low for a team that is out of it mm -hmm. Um, when in reality, there's a lot of players playing for jobs next year. There's a lot of coaches coaching for jobs. Uh, and, you know, just every game down the home stretch for a bad team is, uh, you know, that that's important tape. Uh, if you're showing growth in the last quarter of the season, even if you are have ultimately not, not achieved your goals, um, then, you know, you're ending on a better foot. You're, you're putting yourself in a decent position for 2023. So uh, I definitely am not writing off the teams that are way, way out of it. Um, the exception I would put for the likes of the Colts, uh, 
um, you know, coming off of such a backbreaking loss, um, you know, how does that team get up out of bed and come, you know, and, and fight hard this week? It's, it's tough for me to see that. Um, and then, uh, you know, you do have some teams that are just really, really poor from a talent standpoint, but you know, you can point to the Texans Texans won one game all season. They just went back to back and almost beat the, uh, you know, they almost beat the Cowboys and the chiefs. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that, that, that shows fight Those Some of those guys are going to get roster spots next year. Uh, and you know, I think that is always part of the equation. The, uh, the one thing that I think is a little under accounted for this time of year um, the teams that are winning and doing well, some of them obviously are doing it based on a little bit of luck, like the Minnesota Vikings. Uh-huh. And particularly with that Vikings team, um, you know, you have, uh, you know, just a huge emotional win against the Colts. You clinch your division, you know, whether you get the two or three seed, it's not obvious to me, which is going to be better. I think realistically right now, if you lose to the giants and set them up as the six seed and you're the three, I think you're feeling pretty pretty good about getting to the Ooh, divisional yeah. round. So, yeah, you know, I think a team like the Vikings is on watch for me as like a little bit of a motivational dip this week. Um, and then, uh, you know, similarly, I would point to uh, some of the other recent clinchers uh, as you know, just what you know, what are they playing for? Like that doesn't apply to the Chiefs. Obviously, Chiefs need a win uh, so that they can you know continue to pursue that one seed. Um, but there certainly are going to be a couple of teams that have a little bit of a, a motivational hill to climb uh, in order to be in these games this week. Yeah, definitely. And the, uh, the Texans, I, I think they were just teasing the survivor players left in it myself. I think they uh, <laughs> teased them the last two weeks, the, the amount of sweats that must've been on the last two weeks for anyone who had either the chiefs or, uh, oh or the Cowboys still going and they would have picked them against the uh, Texans that there must've been some sweats out there, especially in the circa, I, I imagine. Oh, no, no doubt about it. I think, did you see the Circa stats? I think uh, a bunch of people had Vikings, a bunch of people had commanders. Uh, so it's like, that was like the tale of two, uh, tale of yeah. two outcomes there. Like you saved by some, you know, miracle best, biggest comeback of all time in the NFL. Uh, and then, you know, have a chance to tie late and get denied in the way that the commanders did was, was rough. So yeah, as a uh, survivor is, uh, is wildly fun and uh you know i think they're down to what 20 25 left in circa so uh it's getting we're at the business end yeah definitely and obviously i know you're a big la rams fan last year's super bowl (laughs) winners now been eliminated um is it mainly case of injuries or bad offensive line play maybe drew or what how do you see what what's gone wrong here well, I think it's both for sure. The start of the season didn't didn't get off the way they wanted because of the uh, offensive line turnover. You lose a player as good as Andrew Whitworth, and you're going to go through growing pains. Um, they went through growing pains times, you know, amplified because they lost their center for a bunch of the year. They lose, uh, and then you know some of the other uh, kind of backfield players who had been playing well on the offensive line also missed a bunch of times. So it ended up being. Uh, sort of an opportunity for teams to get the one up on them from a pass rush standpoint through the first quarter of the season. And then everything else after that was, you know, you can't afford to lose your, if you're a stars and scrubs team, if you're built in a fragile manner, uh, you can't afford to lose your three of your top four players. Um, The Rams, like the case in the preseason, even last year, I ended up getting a bunch of Rams as we went into the playoffs last year, huge score for me. But that was kind of on the basis of they made it to the finish line healthy, right? If yeah. they, you know, and and 
when you have a stars and scrubs lineup like that and you know you you're you're so dependent on cooper cup and stafford and aaron donald being available for every single game well in a season where they are you're you have a chance in a season where they're not uh you know here you are down at the bottom of the table so it's uh it, it has not been a, an especially impressive story but i have managed to avoid any financial ruin in this because Again, like the concept of any team that is constructed that way that relies so heavily on health of a few key players is just never worth taking a future on them until uh, you have a little bit higher certainty, a little bit greater likelihood that their bodies are going to be available for a playoff push. And even that, the Rams got pretty darn lucky last year. Uh, Their path was very lucky. They got to host the NFC championship game as a four seed. That's really rare. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they got a matchup in the divisional round with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who they match up extremely well against. Uh, if San Francisco doesn't beat Dallas, then the Rams are headed to green Bay and uh, you, know, you don't need any more evidence to tell you that the Rams match up very poorly with green Bay. So, you know, I think the, the the path broke very, very well for them. They draw Burrow in the, his first Super Bowl with all, you know, with no no experience. I think, uh, you know, that 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 that, that there are whiffs that that's what we're going to see again this year. That you know, that a little bit of path and a little bit of health, luck, things like that are going to determine uh, who ultimately wins because there's there's just yeah. not enough space you know not enough distance not enough of a gap in talent at the top of the top of these teams uh to say that these guys are really really stand out as your likely champs yeah definitely fully agree it is it's going to be a real tough one to to call uh raiders patriots i mean have you ever seen anything like that <laughs> as an ender <laughs> never never um i thought we saw the worst loss of the season with the colts blowing a 30-pointer uh, but the Patriots taking a tie game into the closing seconds huh. and running running that low, 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 low probability of success, uh, you know, pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo, and ultimately turning it into seven points the other way was unbelievable. I, I, that absolute soul-crushing loss. And, um, you know, I think – I kind of look at them heading into this game this weekend against the Bengals and you know, they're, 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 they're getting bet. Like they got bet from three and a half to three. And I don't think it's on injury news. I think it's largely just people believe that they're going to give you one more kind of kitchen sink game back against the wall, everything in our, uh, you know, everybody brings a hundred percent defense in particular, I think, uh, you know, tries to show out here. Um, and you have to ask yourself, is, is it going to be enough? Cause that offense is struggling so mightily. Like the Matt Patricia experience uh-huh. as offensive coordinator is awful. Yep. It's just awful. Mac Jones is not a guy that is particularly likable, right? He's got a lot of characteristics that are kind of, eh. um, but I feel for him. <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like he's, you know, he's getting the raw end of the, uh, you know, the stick here where, you know, they're not even really giving him a chance to compete and throw the ball downfield. And then Belichick playing all these weird mind games with him, taken out in the middle of the game against the uh-huh. Bears, coming out after that uh, loss to the Raiders and saying, well, we didn't try a Hail Mary because Max arm strength is not good enough, right? Like the yeah. idea that you would hang that on Max arm is wild because uh, it was just such a bad conceit from the jump. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's a weird scene there. I don't know that they have, um, you know, a full four quarters in them and going up against a Bengals team. That's super, super strong at halftime adjustments and, 
you know, really just particularly on the defensive side of the ball, just comes out of that locker room and just puts the clamps on players. Like this is a trend that goes back to, you know, when they, when they went up against your chiefs in the AFC championship yep. game, they, uh, the tweaks that they made on their defensive scheme for Lou Anaruma were just, wow, what happened? This is a new, this is a totally different team. Uh, and, you know, they've continued to kind of employ that strategy. So I think uh, this week I'm going to bet a little Patriots first half money line at plus money, see if we get kind of an honest effort from them out of the gate mm-hmm. and then turn around and uh, uh, play some Bengals to ultimately win the game. Yeah, and I think with, with them still being in contention, maybe a long shot now for one of the wild card spots. The Bengals obviously playing the Bills the following week. Is there any chance there's uh, they get caught looking ahead to that game with the uh, with it being such a big game the following Monday? Or do you That's not really question. believe them sort of look ahead? I mean, sort of... <laughs> I am a uh, I'm a sucker for the look ahead spot. Actually, <laughs> I uh, I played Bears and Jags last week because the Cowboys and the Eagles had a game on deck, and yeah. I thought. You know, it's cause it, it's but it's a two edged sword. One is, are you looking ahead? And the other is, you know, if the game is comfortably in hand, are you really trying to pour it on? Right. And that yeah. was more of like the Eagles side of things. Now, the Cowboys blowing that game outright was amazing. I, I did not see yeah. that coming. Um, but, uh, you know, the look ahead is still quasi real, particularly at the end of this this portion of the season where you have these high profile contests that everybody knows about. Um, now the Bengals, of course, having gone to the Super Bowl, they're a disciplined team. They may, um, you know, be you know, kind of keep their head down and uh, take care of business in this one. But uh, if they have a little bit of a no show because they're thinking about how they're going to play the Bills, then I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jaguars, can they win the division, Drew? I know, I know, you've got some futures on them, so I know, <laughs> I know. Well, I, I suppose that's an easy answer for you to make. To make, can they win it with a? with futures on them, but uh, some big games coming up for them. Yeah, it is. It, it's crazy uh, how this works out. And I had to actually run all the simulations and do all the tie breaks to see it for myself. Cause I didn't believe it. Um, but the Jaguars and the Titans next two games don't really matter. The week 18 is almost certainly going to be a play game between those two as the winner of the AFC South. And, that what that you know there are paths that eliminate the jaguars but the jaguars can win this week beat the texans next week titans can lose lose and the titans can still play their way and beating the jags week 18 so kind of everything i think comes down to that contest now if the jags lose lose and you know if they you know if 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 history repeats itself and they lose to the texans again um then now we're talking about trouble but there's that's basically the only path where um you know the the week 18 game doesn't decide it now i think the jaguars can continue to play well i love the quality of player getting out of Trevor Lawrence right now, he has all of a sudden developed a ton of chemistry with Christian Kirk and mm-hmm. Say Jones and Evan Ingram. He's got a legit three weapons in the passing game. He's getting good balanced support from his running attack with Etienne. So that offense is going to get theirs. The question is, can the defense like hold the fort? And in a contest against the Jets, I would be inclined to believe yes. Uh, and similarly in a contest against the Texans, I would be inclined to believe yes. Titans, I would believe yes. Uh, but once we get to the playoffs, if they get there, um, that defense is going to be challenged by, you know, some some real deal quarterbacks because 
but the pass defense can be exploited pretty pretty broadly. I mean, you saw you saw what the Lions did to them, and granted, the Lions are playing like a top you know top five passing offense right now, but um, you know that that was one way traffic for the Lions, and uh, you know there there could be some just sort of wild stinkers like that in the future here for the Jags. But I believe in the Jags. I think this is a team that has sort of all the whiffs of, uh, you know, a young nucleus uh, taking a meaningful step forward. And, you know, they invested a lot in the free agent market. They're going to be well over the cap next year. So this is kind of a, this is a season they have to win. They can't really afford to, um, you know, just to, to pat themselves on the back for being in the mix, let alone winning the division. So I think they go get it done. Yeah, and, and just touching on that game, obviously both teams in a little bit of unfamiliar situations with them, both right in contention, as we've just spoke about the Jags and the Jets, for a wildcard spot. Now, last week I was on the Jets, and let me tell you, Drew, when, you, when you're when driving back from a holiday with the family instead of watching it, and they take that lead with the touchdown, I'm thinking, that's good, we're right there. And then when I'm hearing on the commentary, Brock, Brock Wright catches the pass, and he's at the 40, the 35, the 30, the 20, the 10. And I can't see any defenders because I'm listening to it on the radio. I'm thinking, how has he suddenly turned into Tyreek Kill at the 20 to the 10 in two seconds flat? And you've got a wife and two girls in the car and you try not to hit something. What? <laughs> so uh, I've, I've wanted to go back to the Jets, but, uh, but I'm too scared after uh, seeing, seeing memories like that in me. Yeah, that was an insane play. I did not know Brock Wright was on the roster. I think he's probably what he's the Lions' like seventh option. And yeah, that was a little bit of a gadget play. Um, but boy, did he make the most out of that. And uh, you know, the Jets had a chance to answer. They couldn't get it done. Uh, clock mismanagement from Salah. Um, in general, uh, Zach Wilson is playing with not a lot of confidence right now. When he misses his throws, they miss aggressively. Uh, which just goes to say he is not trying to throw into tight windows. Um, he is a little bit afraid of making a critical mistake. And he did make mistakes in that game on top of just having some uh, complete airmail passes. And, um, you know, I think it's a very tenuous situation in that locker room because there are so many uh, established vets and super, super talented players who are, you know, ready to try to make a push for the playoffs. They don't want to uh, see this season go up and smoke because of the rookie, you know, because of the young quarterback. So um, I've, I've always thought they played harder for Mike White when he was out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think I, I I haven't been following that game and the injury status closely enough uh, to hear what who ultimately is going to get the start for the Jets. But if it's Zach Wilson, then count me out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and I think that's probably enough to add them scars to uh, to be put off going on to them. Um, obviously, there's a lot of weather about this week as well, Drew. So is there oh. any games this week that you like? Has the weather impacted any games that you, you wanted to bet on? I mean, this is the wildest weather week we've had in years. Um, super duper, if you don't know what we're talking about, there is a super duper cold snap that is impacting most of the uh, central and eastern United States. Um, I think the only outdoor game that's not going to be in the 20s or lower is the uh, Niners game. Um, everyone else is going dealing with 14, you know, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds. Uh, in the case of the Browns Saints, there's going to be potentially 40 mile an hour gusts in that one, sustained winds in the 20 to 30 range. 
Um, that's, that's extreme. Uh, and when you have weather that extreme, it's, uh, it's extremely tough to, uh, put together a clean handicap. It's, yeah. you know, things, you know, weird bounces of the ball are going to dictate. There's actually going to be snow in that game too. Uh, temperature in the field is going to be about 11 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's, uh, it's, it's nasty, uh, out there everywhere in the outdoors. Um, and, uh, you know, just for those reasons, uh, totals are about as low as we've ever seen them and across an entire week of football. So, um, keep that in mind as you're handicapping and betting these games. Well, you know, why is, why is the total in Cleveland 31? Well, that's why. So, yeah. And I, you know, I, I would have been interested in betting that Cleveland New Orleans game for sure, but without, you know, with the, with the conditions, that was an easy scratch off. Um, the, uh, the one that also that interests me for sure though, and this is kind of, unusual but you've seen some money come in on the uh on the panthers they come they came off three to two and a half um they're playing the lions of course uh-huh. it looks like it's going to be pretty dry but still quite cold and windy in charlotte uh which is unusual um but uh golf is a guy that thrives indoor conditions and controlled environments uh-huh. even last week you take him outside and he was you know, you go, he only put up 20 points. He had a pretty bad game by his standards from this season. So I think the lions having kind of a muted output in terms of points scored is, is a fair expectation. They're going up against the legit defense that has a good pass rush that has an outstanding corner play. So that's a good strength on strength matchup there with the lions offense versus the Panthers defense. And the conditions could tilt that in favor of the Panthers. I'm going to be following that market in the weather report there pretty closely and may ultimately get involved with the Panthers. Yeah. And and that's it. And and Goff sort of has always been known to to go against him in the cold. He hasn't ever been a a good cold quarterback. Um, nope. And you're right. That Panthers defense the last few weeks has has really improved. Whether some of that's to do with JC Horn, I think coming back, returning from injury, helping that secondary more. Um, uh, them not trading away Brian Burns when it looked for all intentions purpose that he was going to be going, but. Um, but yeah, it seems to be a, a very exciting defense, definitely. Um, and then obviously Sam Darnold at uh, at quarterback, maybe getting DJ Moore more involved than what the other quarterbacks were before him, uh, most notably Baker Mayfield. Yes. Um, yeah. No, we agree. Yeah, definitely. Uh, any other games, Drew, on the on the schedule that you like? Well, there's one I want to pitch pitch you here and see if this checks out. Um, not everybody is with me on this at all. Uh, a lot of people think I'm out, you know, I'm, I'm betting into a bad number. Or the probability of them even making the playoffs is too low. Um, but I'm drinking the, uh, the cheese colored Kool-Aid here. And <laughs> I believe in the Packers finding, you know, force, you know, getting their nose in as the seventh seed, uh, and making some noise potentially in the playoffs. This Packers team has been incredibly underwhelming this season. They lost back-to-back to the Giants and the Jets. Uh, the travel schedule through the middle portion of the season was absolutely ridiculous. They had a lot of very, very tough travel spots. Never really kind of found their groove. Aaron Rodgers was dealing with an elbow and a thumb uh, and just didn't have any chemistry going with these young wide receivers. So there was plenty of infighting uh, and just no good vibes at all. Well, that's all kind of changed. I mean, there's still a little bit of, uh, you know, friction between him and his young crew. Um, some of the route running choices, particularly in the game on Monday Night Football, were, you know, surprised he was critical, uh, you, know, in, you know, publicly about that stuff. But 
Um, you know, he does have now a full complement of weapons. He is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, two, you know, he's a reigning two-time MVP for crying out loud. Uh, and the idea that uh, you know he can go into a Miami Dolphins uh, matchup and be able to dictate just with uh, you know with the Packers offense, I think, is a realistic possibility. Uh, the Dolphins, a lot of people have upgraded them this week um, because they are now back at home after a three-game road trip. But fatigue of travel like that as a shadow. And I think uh, it may be another week before you see the Dolphins kind of look like the Dolphins you expect. And, uh, you know, I think the Packers can catch them sleeping, uh, you know, as five and a half point favorites at home. So um, took a little Packers plus the points, took a little Packers on the money line and uh, also back to little Packers to win the NFC. I got huge, huge price there. Um, but f- realistically the Packers, this is a huge game. If they beat the Dolphins, they're live. They can come down the home stretch and beat the Vikings and the Lions in Lambeau. Uh, and at that point, you're pro- you're there, you know you're most likely the seventh seed, and you draw Brock Purdy in a, his first ever playoff start. Uh, I like my chances there, even though the you know the Niners defense is all universe. Um, I still you know, I think realistically that's a, a juicy opportunity for. Uh, for the Packers to uh, cause the upset in round one. Uh, and then you had to Philly where you played that team pretty tough this year already once. And uh, you could have a situation where Jalen Hurts doesn't play much, if at all, between now and then. So he may have a decent amount of rust in that game. And he's also wearing the weight of expectations of needing needing to carry the success from the regular season into the playoffs. So I think the Packers, um, you know, they the, the path is there for them to uh, to cause some noise, to, to upset some teams in the playoffs. And uh, if they find themselves in the NFC Championship game and I'm holding 100 to 1 in pocket, I'm going to be pretty delighted. Nice. Yeah, and love it. And me and Drew don't speak for the game, uh, before the podcast about games we wanted to talk about. And I was going to you just then, Drew, before I come to the final game I wanted to talk about, which was the Packers game. Now, when at the start of the season, this was one game I marked down for the Packers. Miami coming back, as you just said, off the three-game trip. Build up to Christmas, the week before Christmas. They won't have been home a lot. I think there's a lot of things that can get in the way. Sure. It might be more noise. It might might, might just be me and and the way my narrative way of thinking it. But straight away, I I just felt this was a game. There was only one side I would be looking at there, um, (laughs) and that would be the Packers um, because of all of that. And I think you're right. I think sometimes people think – the going home after a long rest is is great. And I think that first week, it's it actually isn't as great um, without knowing really the stats, uh, if that yeah. backs it up or not. But um, I, I prefer it more when maybe they've stayed away on the, on the West Coast, maybe for a couple of weeks and come home because then they're not seeing any family at all. Sure, but, sure. Um, but yeah, there, there's only one uh, one way I was looking at that game. And and. That's exactly my thoughts. I wanted to get off you was how you felt about the uh, the three game stretch and returning home, and actually, is it more of a distraction to Miami than maybe it is the Packers? Um, and also with that loss, Miami to the Bills last week. What? Uh, obviously, I know they're still in, in with a chance they could miss the wild card. Miami very doubtful, but is there any big major implications for this game for them? If the, if they were to lose Miami, 
only seeding. Yeah. Um, I think Miami still gets in. They have a soft. They have a soft uh, finale. Um, so I think yeah, they get Patriots, Jets, I believe, uh, as their last two. Uh, a split they are in a, a two two wins there and so um i think it's much more where do they land five six seven than it is uh are they in or out there's just not enough teams compiling wins below them yeah. uh, that i think they can be caught yeah no and that's it so yeah so i i fully agree with you I, I, the only way i'm looking at that game is the uh is the packers for me so yes. long term yeah i like you i like your point very very good point with brock purdy uh, first playoff, uh, as much as the 49ers defense is really good. Um, that's that'll still be some pressure on a on a young quarterback like that in a in that sort of game. Um, going up against someone like Aaron Rodgers, maybe could get a bit overawed for him. Um, so yeah, could see it. Um, Eagles, as any returning listeners will know, I've said all season this Eagles Jalen Hurts. I just feel there's there's an accident waiting to happen with them. I just I could see something happening where they they slip up here in these playoffs. They've looked so good and they've been everyone's fancy for so long. And yeah, I just think that they, they could throw in a throw in a shocker somewhere. And yeah, why not? Why not? You, you know who they you know who they remind me of is the uh, the fourteen and two Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, you remember that was clear one seed. Uh, just dominating performances week in week out. They get the yeah. bye. They host the Titans, Titans week two of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Titans, Titans got them. Yeah. Um, the end. You know, just having not had success in the playoffs before, okay. uh, there is a little bit of a monkey on his back, I think. And um, and now particularly playing through whatever injury he has going on with his shoulder, if that affects his passing game at all, then now we're now we're really uh, under pressure. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. Uh, I agree. I like it, Drew. Uh, Drew, before I let you go, a couple of questions. Who will be this year's Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, I'll take uh, I'll take Buffalo over the Packers. I think everything I'm seeing right now from Buffalo suggests they're going to be able to take care of business against the Bengals, get the one seed. And, I mean, the one seed matters so, so, mm-hmm. so much. As yep. you can, you know, the, the, if, you're, if you get the bye, uh, in an extremely competitive AFC playoff field, uh, you know you have just an enormous win equity in pocket. Uh, and I think you know, I mean, if the Bills can hold on to that, then uh, then you have to pick them in the AFC. Now, if that flips and the Chiefs are the, you know the 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 one seed, then my entire story changes, and I'm picking <laughs> the Chiefs. But uh, between those two teams, whoever gets the one seed, I think is your is your guy. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball, I think the NFC is there for the taking. It could be anyone. I'm just going to be insane and take the Packers because I because I bet them into that big price. And um, yeah, but it could be it could literally be any of those teams. It could even be the you know the the, the Vikings could realistically be the worst team in the playoffs and alt mm-hmm. and still win the NFC. The Giants are probably the only team that's in the playoff mix that I don't think realistically has a shot to put together three wins but um yeah to me the nfc is wide open and uh the, the afc comes down to bill's chiefs yeah and, and as you say in that afc the the playoff if the Chargers get in no one's going to want to play the Chargers. miami they're going to be no uh they're not, they're not going to be an easy win um maybe the jets or or whoever gets the the other seed possibly but um yeah i uh I, I, as a Chiefs fan, if they get the two seed, 
I wouldn't want to be playing the Chargers or Miami, even at Arrowhead um, or Gator yeah. Field now. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I think that one seed is is massively important. Um, I was going to say a season long bet or, or anything you'd place now, Drew, but it probably sounds like it would be the Packers at the price they are for the NFC. Seems to hold the most yeah, value. Yeah, I think I think that's the one. Um, it's uh, it's again. There's only about a 25 to 30% chance that they get into the playoffs. They have to win this week as dogs. They have to beat the Vikings and Lions. And a, a, a loss here from here and eliminates them. So uh, you're playing with a little bit of fire. But uh, best price I got was 120 to 1 to win the NFC. I think that's, uh, I think that's worth having. Yeah. And uh, this is a weird one and maybe not a subject to talk loads on now. If, because as you say, they have to win the games. Wonder what they would be betting them and rolling over the money each week. Yeah, does that ever I, ever think of come into a process yourself, or is it just it's it's that is a long winded process to be rolling over the money every week? And do you then yeah, so, uh, do you then no, stop it, doing it at some point? <laughs> you, you got you have to you have to yeah. project it. Um, and uh, I projected their true odds at about one hundred twenty nine to one. If okay. you do the rollover, okay. Um, the problem is the market is not going to be static, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Like if Aaron Rodgers puts together some impressive wins in the final quarter of the season, yeah. then there will be a yeah. tsunami of support for them, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they they were the they were the preseason favorites to win the old you know to win uh, the conference. So it's it's uh it's not going to take much for people to. Uh, run and back them support wise. So while I go through that exercise of putting together prices based on my current power numbers, um, it's a good chance that the market reacts positively if they get in, if they look good. So it's somewhat, somewhat dynamic. Yeah. It's a very good point. If it's a a lesser quarterback, maybe with not as much history, they they might not change as much. Aaron Rodgers, they go on a bit of a run. Everyone, yeah, Yeah. everyone is going to be clambering to this is it. This is his farewell season. This, and you're right. The uh, you're going to get a very different line to what um to what you may may have got earlier on. So right, right, right. The Um, other kind of key thing about rollover versus future bet, um, the uh the math almost always works out in your favor to take the futures price. If you are, if you don't have to do the hard work yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, If you have to go, the if you are the seven seed and you go, you have to beat the two, beat the one, and then beat whoever makes, you know, whoever on the road, you have to three row game. Mm Now that's a tough path. It doesn't matter who your opponents are. It's tough. Um, And so usually, it's almost a no-brainer to just do the rollover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the opposite is true, where it's like, okay, uh, if you're going to take a price on whoever gets the one seed in the AFC, you take the futures price. You don't count on a rollover. Because what happens if the Chiefs get upset in round one? What happens yeah. if the Bengals get upset in round one? All of a sudden, the AFC playoff field is, uh, you know, Bills, Titans, Ravens, Chargers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Bills are clear AFC favorites. So it's, you know, there, there's a little bit of an asymmetry about uh, path and how much of the hard work you have to do yourself. Okay, perfect. Like that. Uh, Drew, where can people find you? 
Oh, we'll definitely check out our podcast, The Deep Dive. Andy and I record twice a week. Wednesdays, uh, Wednesdays is sort of the megapod where we go through the entire slate of games. And then um, uh, Sunday nights, we do a reaction pod, look at the early lines and uh, and try to pick off some soft prices. So those are the, those are, that's, that, that's our premier product from the deep dive. And I think anyone that likes the, uh, likes the podcast you're listening to now would like the deep dive as well. Yeah, definitely. And I've spoke about yourselves podcast that when I've had other guests on Drew, it's, it's easily, if not the best, best one around um, that is, it's very hard to find a comparison to it, even off season, um, the amount of work yourself and, and Andy do and and how much you've you've helped me you've always been open to helping me with this podcast and everything so um, of course can't speak of it highly um so yeah I appreciate you coming on uh again I know you're under the weather so uh so yeah grounded for it and uh thank you as always hey take care everybody and uh, Merry Merry Christmas Happy Holidays to you and your family and all the listeners and uh I think uh enjoy the rest of the NFL season yes tell your family I said Happy Christmas and uh and to everyone listening and new listeners that are listening for drew i have had a bit of fun with the betfred sportsbook over in america um if i get a hundred thousand retweets highly unlikely unless something extraordinary happens they will give me uh free flights and uh tickets and the suite the betfred suite at cincinnati bengals for a game so uh if it was drew's account we might get it in two days me Maybe the 2030 season, we might uh, we might hit the goal. But uh, anyone listening, if they uh, if they can retweet my pod on uh, retweet my uh, tweet on Early Value NFL uh, Twitter account, that would be a, a great help. But other than that, everyone, thank you for listening. Drew, have a happy Christmas. I hope you get everything that you want and your family. And we'll speak again soon. All right, take care.